0: Let us not be ashamed to speak what we shame not to think. Michel de Montaigne In a realm abound with fragility and fabrication, truth is forced underground. We must, as sentinels do, provide sanctuary to the marketplace of ideas. And so, let us prepare to proclaim boldly And contend forthrightly before the court. This is Candor and
1: Counter.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Candor and Counter.
1: My name is David. I'm Sean. I'm Chris. Welcome Uh, back.
2: Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> uh, this week uh, we got the counter-episode for the topic, Miracles, Fact or Fiction. That's right. If you haven't listened to the candor episode go do that. Yeah. Go yeah. do that now.
1: Yeah. yeah. It it provides the insight you need for this episode. I yeah. mean, not that it's so hard to understand.
0: Topic, it's not. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you as a listener have a, a belief already formed one way or the other.
2: And at least a basic understanding of what a miracle is.
0: Yeah, I don't think you could like watch television, right? Or like function <laughs> yeah. in the world if you hadn't heard what America is. It's a very
2: it's a very specific thing that's used a significant amount throughout media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pop culture, music, television, religion.
2: So this week we'll be bringing information that we found over the past uh what, 7 days
0: or so. Yeah, I had fun with this one. I mean, it's not a real deep topic, you know, compared to some of the other stuff that we get into. There's a lot of uh, belief involved, faith involved. Yeah. It has a lot to do with personal convictions. So, but there was some philosophy that I got into and um, I I was actually surprised that there was arguments, um, you know, on both sides in Um, the philosophy debate. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, I found a lot more than I thought I would. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to find much, maybe like two or three days worth mm-hmm. of information to look at. There,
0: There's quite a bit. Yeah. If you do dig into the topic, then you're going to find, I'm going to punch myself in the face. Dude. <laughs> yes. I abandoned, <laughs> I abandoned the use of the word, but if you try and, and search pretty deep, you can find stuff in the sort of debate realm. If you leave the, Religious notions aside, you leave the, I mean, it's just about whether or not it can exist, you know, Mm. that's what the debate is about. Logically, when you talk about it in a reasoned way and the arguments that I've seen, they're more or less, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one example. So David Hume picks up the argument against the existence or belief in miracles by sort of positing that relying on faith or I'm sorry, eyewitnesses or experience per se is not enough ever. Right. And that that's the only thing that can be relied on.
2: Right. He's saying that miracles by definition, basically break a law that is fundamental Mm -hmm. in the universe And just because someone says it happens or the way they happen to view this thing that happened doesn't mean that it was a miracle.
0: Yeah. There's a, you know, a credibility of witnesses problem that you run into. And so he's saying you have to discount human experience as Mm -hmm. a factor. Yeah. But to make the decision to discount human experience as a factor You have to assume that human experience is either consistent across humans or can never contain miracles. You see what I'm saying? So you would have, you're starting off the reasoning with a presupposition. You're assuming something is true that you don't know is true. Like, Miracles cannot exist. You start off with that as the presupposition and you're moving your argument argument from that starting Mm. point. And if you're doing that, that's a false way of approaching a logical problem.
2: I don't know if you saw, it. there was a blog post that I saw and it put it in a kind of a weird way, but I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. So we kind of agreed that, Miracles contain the divine. Yeah. And a large portion of the last episode we were talking about what it means for a religious person to believe in miracles and like how it pertains. So like Jesus walking on water was a miracle. But Then this blog posits that it doesn't necessarily have to be a miracle. Like your feet the molecules on the bottom of your feet can possibly bond with the hydrogen molecules and it made me think how does it, how does it not make it a miracle well, because just because it was explained I mean if if you put your foot on water does it bond with the molecules there naturally
0: you know there has to be some other
2: I mean it's definitely impossible like there there is a it's like point zero zero zero. you know
0: chance Actually for it to happen this is a good entrance into probability. Yeah. Mm, like the law of large numbers. Yeah. So you're talking about the the chance of it happening. But what is that? Uh just the alignment of Right. Like the way the world works, right? Doesn't mean
2: just because there's a chance for it to happen doesn't mean it's not divine.
0: Yeah, like oh, okay. I was about to approach your scientific statement and then <laughs> finished with it's that one. Not but, yeah, I mean Divine Divine posits a conscious entity right. behind a supernatural occurrence. I mean, I guess you could believe in miraculous things that don't intend a consciousness.
2: Right. But but I mean like well just because based something on probability. Yeah, just I mean, something could have a fifty percent chance of happening and it's still divine.
0: No, it can. Or sorry, for sure. Yeah, it
2: can be divine, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like say you flip a coin and for whatever reason and you're like, This is going to land on heads, and it's right. That it could have <laughs> been influenced by the divine and you would never know.
1: But I think that I we mean, were I, go ahead. I wasn't really going to go into anything, but
0: I mean, I just think that's an interesting point. I think that we were diving into that last week when we said that the miraculous involves something supernatural, something beyond the laws of nature and it benefits someone. There is a, a positive impact, a miracle can be a miracle and never be known or noticed. But I mean, humans would never, right. They would never approach it or even pay attention to it if it were part of the normal world. And I'm sure, or I am almost convinced, I guess I would say that, that God has that, that sort of interaction with his creation. You know, it's just as a part of, normal interaction with his people. You know, I don't think that whether it be on the level of cancer cells that you might never see, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. But as I said last week, we don't know what they do, you know? And I say they, as in, if you believe in this, God or multiple gods, whatever. Whatever creator. Yeah, when I'm saying whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in, you wouldn't be able to know what they were doing if you, you know, not directly. Unless it were noticeable beyond the laws. Right. So there may be divine interaction outside of uh, that noticeable realm, but we would never call them miracles because we wouldn't
1: know about them
0: yeah they would be i mean you just wouldn't have a way
2: there's got to be there's some number that is the average of (laughs) what people consider to be the lowest probability chance for it to become a miracle
0: i think it's sort of a not necessarily mathematical as much as it is social and cultural and all of those things what we label as miracle you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it could be situational or cultural or whatever because like if you're Waiting on a cancer diagnosis and your chance is such and such right. you know what I'm saying you might view that as a miracle if you had a five percent chance of surviving and you did that's fair you know what I'm saying yeah. so I, it depends on the wages of the of the miracle you know and the cost of not having the miracle or and that's in a personal sense I guess but there are the cost of losing that bet right so I think you would view it as a miracle yeah. and that's just an idea that's a cultural yeah. I, Concept.
2: If, if somebody told you you had a 5% chance of living, do you? I mean, it's hard to say because you got one shot. You can't roll that 5% chance, you know, 400 times.
0: Right. It's one roll of the dice. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you were to be that 5%, you would feel.
1: I mean, could you say there's a difference between miracles and what's miraculous.
0: I mean, I mean, I think we strictly labeled that definition last week when we said it has to go beyond the laws of the supernatural. Now there are some things that you may personally consider a miracle. Say, if you were one of the survivors of a situation like sure. that, and you would feel if you were religious, that it was a miracle and who knows it may be, there is just no, there's no way. For a human to sort out yeah. whether it is or not. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't, from go, the outside. Yeah,
2: I rolled that dice or, or something affected me. Like, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, we don't have that, now, that scope. Yeah. Now you're probably going to come down somewhere and believe a specific thing. You might actually believe that you were blessed or you might believe you that lucky. you were lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the reason that I was glad you brought up probability was, and specifically you talking about. The physical world, or close to the quantum level, there. You know, I had been watching. Um, I, I haven't been able to get off that channel since I started watching it a couple of weeks ago. That same channel did a um, miracles a miracles video. A miracles video. Okay. I put I put it on the Facebook pages if you guys want to go watch it. It's about fifteen minutes long and it's called "Our Miracles Even Possible." Okay, and it's by the Inspiring Philosophy is the channel. How did he define a miracle? You mean uh, in the video? So in the video, he basically defines a miracle as something that appears to go beyond the laws of nature, right? Something that happens that that appears to go beyond the laws of nature, but he specifically tackles the issue that it doesn't, have to violate or break the rules of nature like Hume posited. And the reason is because if you think about the, the rules or laws of nature, first of all, let's tie this back into the probability that we brought up before, because that's going to play a role in this conversation. We know that take, for example, your mention of, of the foot and the repulsion, From water, So the water stays separated and could stand on the water, right? And that the probability of that is almost infinitely low, but not zero. And the reason for that, because the listener may be thinking, this is the most ridiculous conversation (laughs) ever. (laughs) Your foot always goes into the water. But here's the thing. Every time a human has put their foot into the water, yes, that's been the case. But as it's been learned through quantum mechanics that the, the world is not deterministic as we thought. See rules aren't rules that are never broken. Rules are rules of probability and the universe exists in a state of probability. And
2: so to put this in the simplest form, if you've heard of Schrodinger's cat, yeah, right. If you're not looking in the box... Sorry, I should explain the experiment really quick. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There's a cat. It's in a box. While the box is closed, you have no idea what it's doing. You can't see it. It's completely enclosed.
0: In, Isn't there uh, some kind of radioactive unperceivable or something in there? So,
2: you open the box. You place a a some radioactive material. And you close the box. For as long as that box is closed... You have no idea whether a lot, whether that cat is alive or dead.
0: Right. The This is correct me if I'm wrong. The idea of superposition. Yeah. Yeah. But in, if you want to go into a, a, a closer example, let's break down this foot on the water detail. So the reason your hand doesn't go through a chair when you, when you put your hand on the wooden chair, it doesn't go through it is because of the repulsion between the two on the quantum level or atomic level. But that's the only reason your hand doesn't yeah. go through the chair.
2: The the atoms of your
0: hand. The atoms of the chair are too bonded and yeah. repelling your yeah. hand. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. It's the same thing with water. That's why your foot goes through the water. Your foot goes into the water. But if all of your atoms in your foot perfectly are in alignment in the polarity of the repulsion of the water and the strength is high enough it will stop your foot but this is we're talking about the chance of that ever happening yeah we're talking the about history of humanity we're
2: talking about lining up millions of bonded uh yeah. H2. probably old. trillions yeah i mean in, it's in just a stack unfathomably yeah. though in the exact shape of your foot to hold you up
0: but the point of that statement isn't to show that it could happen it's to show that you can't say It won't. In the history of eternity, if, you know, that it, some person would place their foot and it wouldn't happen. It's just probability. And so that eliminating probability in the known quantum universe is impossible and never zero. It's just a bell curve, and how far that curve goes out determines its probability. With the idea of probability in mind, if you also understand that rules are probabilities and that they aren't now unbreakable laws. Miracles don't actually have to break a rule or law because they are probability. Secondly, in the sense of miracles, say you have a supernatural power like God and he controls nature, right? He controls the laws of nature having them come from the outside does not necessarily mean they break the laws of nature because they control them. Mm. You see, it doesn't require you to violate something that continues to be after that influence is removed because they are separate from space and time. They can't necessarily violate space and time because they're in control of it. Take this simulation argument for an example. I mean, you have an underlying code and you have, um, it's this operating system going, right? An outside source separate from the code, separate from the system can influence that system and not break its laws because it's in control of them it can temporarily do anything it wants yeah. to in the system and the system return to normal. And it doesn't break the laws because the laws, first of all, are probabilities second of all are controlled I outside mean, of the, of the environment. I think all of that was a long way of saying that's the secular version of saying God created the universe. He can influence right. the universe. Yeah. And that's, a perspective that you could look at it outside of biblically.
2: I mean, I kind of have to live, have to is a strong word, but I have to live on the, that probability side. Anything is possible. You can stand on water if you get the right
0: conditions. Yeah. I'm with you there for sure as well. And like you said, the likelihood of any human being ever doing it, zero almost. Yeah. But almost is still in it. That almost still has to exist in that sentence. Right. So, since the probability for that exists,
2: not only can I not say that God doesn't exist, right? Yeah. Like, you you have to posit that for everything.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's it's the same argument. Is
0: I don't know, probably, maybe. Right. But, you know, last week you guys were sort of, you know, when we said, well, if you had to choose, if we're still talking miracles... You know, are you guys relating miracles to probability now? I mean, do you feel that way? That's inaccurate. I mean, it's in the cultural sense, that's probably not what people mean. What's not what people mean? In a logical argument, we can make the case for probability and right. and reason then, and science. So we then you can get
2: there, but the, the miracles are still, I don't know, because I'm still, I, I don't want to say struggling, but. I'm still hesitant to sit on either side of the argument that says miracles break a law, even if it's a law of probability. Because if it's not that, then is it a miracle?
0: You mean if it conforms to probability, is it a miracle?
1: We viewed too little for for me to be like, yeah, absolutely. I am in the exact same boat. It's really hard for me.
0: Hard to what? Land on either side. Yeah,
1: I mean, you want to think one thing, but like, it's contradicting. And then if 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 you, you stand on the side that miracles are a fact, then the question is raised, what caused the miracle?
0: And it's like... And part of Hume's argument is that miracles are just a way for the religious to explain away human experiences. And part of that problem is if the goal is, if you're starting with the goal of to explain away human experiences, that's already an issue. You see, it was like, because you can't say that that's not part of the equation. Right. But it's also, and it can't be the full answer either, you know? And that's another part of the
1: problem is it's all, theoretical or hypothetical for us yeah all thought experiments like, yeah the, the, there's just no ground to go
0: on for me anyway yeah not being part of a miracle sort of dampens the, <laughs> yeah. our ability to, to be part of it to be part of the, of a meaning what feel would feel like a meaningful discussion if we right, had right been. Mm-hmm.
2: I just struggle with that that if it doesn't break a law is it a miracle? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't get past that. In my hope on it, yeah, yeah. Because even if it is caused by the divine,
1: if it doesn't break a law, then you can't perceive that it was a miracle. So it can't be a miracle because it's outside of our perception. I,
0: I mean, that's how I feel, right? But he's he's responding to the idea that it could appear to break a law, but not necessarily break be a, a miracle. Law. I think either way, we're we're taking well, okay. human terms to describe something that's. The part of the issue. Yeah, that is. Right, we have to deal with the semantic issues in in concepts that can be have depth. And the concept of miracles, like I said in the beginning, is a cultural one. There's too much wrapped up in that word. What you're saying is divine interaction can happen either way. Yes. And that is divine interfe- inter interference. But culturally that is not a miracle because of the connotations that that word carries. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It's just that they're just like we said with pop culture and movies and all this, we wrap so much up in that word. We try to tie that word to the divine action and that is where it would throw you for a loop.
2: Yeah, that's true. Real quick. How did, um, it's just curiosity at this point. How did the church investigate miracles? Like, what happened there?
0: there? There's mention about the process and about how it's important because they approach it in a way... I don't know that I necessarily agree with it because a council of men is never Foolproof. as accurate as you might think. Yep. But the point that he's trying to make is they're trying. Mm-hmm. And that their approach is always, from the church at least in modernity, in today's times. You know, you can't say that for the Spanish Inquisition, I guess. But the approach of the church is to start from, is this thing that we're investigating scientifically explainable? Eliminate those in the beginning. Okay. That has to be their Mm. starting point, or else the credibility won't ever be there. You know,
1: that's true. And I almost agree with that even because by
0: definition of what I agree with too. Yeah, It's just that a formal centralized, they still
2: use a miracle as a prerequisite
0: for sainthood. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh really? But only after the miracle. I didn't mean that enough. That
2: sounded kind of like pointed, but,
0: but it's not, I mean, I'm not uh a believer in in an official church sainthood or anything like yep. that in my belief um but that was the formal catholic church's approach and or the roman catholic church's approach and it is so that they can maintain and reach some point of truth whenever right, right. all the other possibilities are exhausted does it lend itself to being possibly spiritual. I mean, it's a good perspective uh, and you shouldn't approach anything as a miracle without first understanding it. Mm-hmm. You, know? you can't just blindly accept them. Something as a miracle, but it goes to what you said earlier, David, there could be miracles that they might investigate and could be scientifically explainable that, For sure, we're caused by God. Who knows, right? It's just not. We can't can't take something that we can't understand or explain and then expect to get the results that we want and say, hey, I need a clear answer if it's this or this. You're not going to get that because that's just not how it works. Unfortunately, ever. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe God will come down from the sky one (laughs) day.
0: I wanted to mention um, one of the miracles in the Bible again this week. So last week we talked about a couple, and well, I guess ironically, you talked about walking on water, but that was in a totally different sense.
2: Yeah, that Um, that was the example I used in the blog post I watched or read.
0: And we talked about how oh, that's something we haven't brought up this week, but um, we talked about how miracles can be beneficial for. Some people, Some people, yeah, and then detrimental for other people.
2: <clears throat> Even the same miracle. So imagine, imagine, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, like Lazarus. Imagine you get sent to heaven. Four days later, you come back.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that would be.
2: Oh, you're like I gotta do worst, this again, yeah. wouldn't it? That <laughs> right? would be horrible. I just made it.
1: <laughs>
2: imagine yeah, and last week we I talked spent about that would suck. For this.
0: Last week we that talked week. about the example of the Israelites making it through the Red Sea, yeah, and then the sea Pharaoh's people collapsing are, back yeah, on yep, Pharaoh's yep. people. I actually read that verse over the week, um, by the way, because I wanted to verify. I was like, "That my memory serves me correctly." That wasn't just a movie, right? <laughs> That's all I oh, love. because the- <laughs> I was totally afraid for a second. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, I was totally afraid for a it's second. That's always what I visualize. That it was um, that it was artistic license, and for some reason I couldn't remember. So. I went back and, and read it and no, yeah, for sure. It says no one survived. Oh, man. <laughs> so I killed them all.
2: <laughs> was the pharaoh, was the Pharaoh in the, or was he at it's the It's Pharaoh's end of the, men. So the Pharaoh he doesn't was doesn't say the end of he the. was in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess he did live for a bit after. <laughs> I think he was smart <laughs> yeah.
0: enough to see the pillar of fire and then not go down in the water on his own. Okay, yeah. I don't know. That's that just seemed, total supposition on my part, but. Though the one I wanted to talk about today was probably the most well-known miracle in the Bible, and that is the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, there are more popular in pop culture, but it's the most, as far as Christians go, right? You know, I follow. It's it's the most readily accepted, obviously, because it's the one pivotal miracle, right? Right. And to believe that that someone rose from the dead and definitely, that is a clear,
2: definitely more serious than making a blind man see. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or water into wine or walking on water, whatever. But he, he did, you know, he rose from the dead and one of the, and this isn't necessarily a, a scientific or logical argument, but it's a sort of historical perspective and belief. It's worthy of note that, A lot of those people present at the crucifixion and the resurrection would go on after Jesus ascended into heaven, which I guess you would consider another miracle. After Jesus ascended into heaven, they went out through the land.
2: Jesus went to heaven without dying, right? Well, I mean, he died, but then he just kind of.
0: He just rose up. Yeah. Yeah. So those same people who witnessed it, then went on and then died proclaiming that he did. That to me speaks a lot to, I just put myself in that position. Like if I'm, would I ever die for anything that I just knew to be false, completely false, you know? And so I think it was only one of them that survived. Because what they went out and they went in, and I was going to say talking about what happened. Yeah. Most of the apostles were, died pretty gruesomely. Yes, yeah, most of them were crucified, stoned to death. Oh, really? Yes, they Beheaded. went out because they like, were out there was a, sending a message among yeah. among other peoples, Jewish peoples, uh, other cultures. But all of them went to their death, proclaiming his resurrection wow. from the dead. And to me, that is like I said, it's just a really strong indication that. I just couldn't imagine ever being that convicted over something and not knowing it Mm -hmm. and or, or the other way around knowing it is completely false and then willing to go through with it. So.
2: Yeah. I think only
0: one, I think,
2: I think only one apostle survived and like
0: died from old age. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not proof of anything, but it's just compelling. Yeah. It certainly speaks to the belief. Yeah. I've always, I've always thought so as well. There's a book. He actually has a book on miracles as well, but there was an atheist, a famous atheist named Lee Strobel who wrote a book called the case for Christ. And he was a, a journalist and he went on a, a, an atheistic crusade and he started trying to go, go through and, and, like disprove all of the things biblically,
2: just anything and everything he could.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he started writing the book, The Case for Christ, and um, and it didn't go how he planned.
2: It went the opposite. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He ended up seeing a lot of the the historical and and the evidence for the creator and for the Bible and things like that. And it's an interesting. It's an mm. interesting story. Um, but he he talks about this uh, this being part being another a brick in that structure that he was building and how how it came to play a part of, of the decisions he was making and thinking about those people dying for something that they knew to not be true. Um, After he already had a sort of foundation for the Bible, the, the historical context of the Bible and grew to trust it as a historical source. And that's when, he was able to sort of feel the the weight of what they had done, the sacrifice that right. they had made and beliefs they had held on to once he trusted the source uh, of the Bible. Anyway, so I think we covered more ground than probably we expected to when it comes to miracles. I Yeah, I definitely feel that way. I know that it opened my eyes to new, I don't know if I'd say perspectives, but... Just elements that I hadn't thought of, you know.
2: Yeah, it definitely helps being able to have a few more things to define miracles around, what constitutes a miracle. Because, I mean, when we went into the Candor episode, it was just kind of like...
1: Yeah, it always seems easy.
2: Right.
0: And then you research, you're like, there's there's a lot more. I think that's been the whole sort of catalyst behind candor encounter for us is that we, th-
2: we, know, we realize how yeah. much of
0: our life we're going through, assuming yeah the, how simple a topic might be, because we've already formulated this fundamental concept. Yeah. You have how the world works in your head already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you don't challenge those things. You just set them in place and then you go on operating which is a normal way of human functioning. That's not like an, uh, a yeah, bash certainly. on anyone. It's just how... We just love
2: digging in it. All I right. mean, it's how humans have survived for, you know, forever.
0: Well, yeah, once you understand or explain something, you move on mm-hmm. and you you go and do something yeah. else, you know? And so once we believe in miracles or don't believe in miracles or go on, you know, understanding the concept of miracles, but that they don't happen... Or don't happen to normal people, right? <laughs> or us, or however you want to look at. <laughs> yeah. So you don't find them as important the, concepts in your everyday life, you know.
2: And just as a, look, just every topic we hit, there's always more.
1: Like not just
2: in the week that we research, like yeah. there's still more We're, beyond the yeah, week.
1: E- even in the episode. And the things we talk about. It's like the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Right. We're
0: still ultra summarizing. <laughs> yeah. We're like we're like the 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 stuttering cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's us. But <clears throat> when we do open the book, when we just go to looking at something new and you realize this just keeps going and going. The yeah. thread just keeps coming out, and you keep pulling it,
2: which makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's so many topics that you can go to to college and spend your whole life studying. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's true. and miracles yeah. is a small part of that, but it's part of theology, and you can spend your whole life studying theology, so and never know a, a complete truth.
0: True. So it's yeah, you know. Well, at least we will never run out of content. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) There will always be debate over something. Speaking of debate, you can go to our page on
2: Facebook and comment on some of our posts. Tell us what you think about them. You can also see our links to our sources in each of those posts about the topics. So if you can share them, we'd love that. Maybe you can get some interaction.
1: If you have a topic you'd like to submit to have us talk about, you can go to candorecounter.com slash submit, put it in
0: there. Hopefully we'll be talking about it soon. And if you are on Apple, if you'll go and give us a review, let us know how we're doing, give us some pointers. Doesn't matter. We're here. We want to know what you think. And if you're on our website, go to the top of the page, click on the pod chaser link, do the same thing there. It really helps out.
1: If you do have a topic idea, don't be afraid to submit. Please do. We are we're really grateful for any submissions. And, I mean, needless to say, it sort of runs our show.
0: Yeah, it's the fuel yeah. to the Candor and Counter Motor. It's like, we can, let's talk about this for a second. We can come up with ideas to talk with each other about, right? But we want to know. We want to know what the world is thinking about. Yeah. We want to know the concepts that you struggle with. Yeah.
1: Stuff outside of what we already think about.
0: Any questions you
2: come upon on yourself, questioning
0: something you know or think, go ahead and just send that to us. Yeah. Tell us about a time your thought process got challenged. Anything. And that will help us and give us direction. So thanks, guys. We would appreciate it. So that does it for us today. I hope you come back next time. Our next episode is going to be a new topic. And just remember, we love you as a human being. We can't wait to see you.
2: So until next time.
0: Thanks for listening. Popular reference Because he arguments ag- You okay <laughs> He arguments <laughs> So pure- <laughs> Oh my gosh David do you want to take this one Golly Holy cow